I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. You can get the full shows, listen back to them in full. Uh, uninterrupted and the individual interviews and segments on the Room 104 podcast so you can get that on Spotify or wherever you're listening to podcasts from you can find us there and you can, you can subscribe to us there um, yeah, and find everything that, that you've missed during the week as well so happy days now there is a disgusting absolutely I don't even want to play the happy music no we can't play this we have to play this music this is so disgusting a new flavour Kellogg's have come out with a, a new flavour why anyone would think this particular type of flavour would work well on a uh, cereal, I don't know. No, it's not a new flavour that's going to be on the shelves for us or anyone else. Um, Thank God. Anytime soon. But in Korea, 16 years ago, they had a poll that they put up for two new flavours. So one was chocolate flavoured uh, for a new Kellogg's breakfast cereal. And the second was an onion, f- green onion flavoured oh, Kellogg's cereal. And the green onion flavoured cereal one by a mile, apparently. <laughs> but nothing was done about it. They didn't actually uh, bring the cereal out at the time. There was right. uproar. There was people going mad because they wanted this green cereal that tasted like onions. So anyway, Korea got it. And they're called Shaka Boxes. Now, the review that came in to one have of they, the... So have, very, have they made them now? Have they decided to kind of go ahead and make this flavoured of cornflakes? Yeah, but I think it's only a you know, temporary thing. I don't think it's... Yeah. It can't. I mean, no one's going to buy it. But obviously people wanted to try it out and see what it was like. So, so one reviewer said, the green-coloured cereal had little green onion taste to it, but was quite sweet and salty. It tasted like a snack in itself, which was quite nice. And then if you had it with milk, the milk became a little bit tastier. But I wouldn't buy it. Salty. Salty cereal. Salty. Sweet and Salty. An oniony. Well, I can imagine. Oh, that's like, horrific. Have you ever had onion salt um, that you can add into dinners and stuff? I don't think so. No. Like on its own, obviously, it doesn't taste great, but it is. I can kind of get the sweet and salty thing they're talking about. I'm I wouldn't say that's that bad. I'm nearly heaving myself here, thinking about the the flavour of onion and and the milk and the cereal and the cornflakes, rotten. I mean, your Rotten. breath won't smell good. I, I mean, the only the only worst thing they could bring out is maybe uh, garlic cornflakes. <laughs> garlic cocoa stronger. pops. You'd be like, sorry, what? Yeah, but I mean, I think on its own, it might not <clears throat> taste that bad. Dried cereal that kind of tastes like onion. 
I mean, everyone no, likes onion. Horrific. You put horrific. You put onion in anything. Like I made a dinner earlier on. Well, I didn't make it. It was clearly ready made. But there's onion in it, and it tastes nice with the onion in it. So people like onions. So why not stick it in cornflakes? No. It's the green colour that is putting you off and it will put most people off. Well, just the, the green colour, yeah, isn't it? For a cereal, it looks a bit rank. But it's, it's, it's just onion in cereal. No, onion, you don't have onions in the morning, do you? Not really a morning you food. You wouldn't, but like... Some combinations are okay <clears throat> together that you wouldn't think would go. But you know those crunchy you know, cornflakes that have obviously yeah. the honey and they're just delicious. I don't know what's actually stuck. You know, there's like it's probably sugar that's stuck onto the. Oh god, flakes. Yeah, it's all sugar. Yeah. But imagine <laughs> that was sugar. an onion. No, oh, rotten. I mean, Kellogg's have done certain things like that before. But they they made cornflakes with instant bananas before. Yeah, bananas good with the cereal. But I like wouldn't say it's good with cornflakes, though. I mean, maybe with Weetabix or with uh, bran flakes, but maybe not. I don't know. I think banana's just bland. It kind of goes with anything. But remember they had the... Um, who brought out... Tato brought out the, the chocolate crisp bar. Oh, yeah. Like, that that's was gone, isn't one. it? Yeah, that's gone. That was kind of around for a while. But I have to say, I do like chocolate with a bag of crisps. You know, I'd eat a yeah. piece of chocolate and then eat the crisps, so... Yeah. When that came out, I actually thought it was quite nice. But most yeah. people thought that was the most disgusting thing they ever heard. So I think unless you try it, you wouldn't really know. I, I think a lot, it's just, yeah, the idea of certain foods going together turns people off straight away. Like that banana, not bananas, but the onions in the cereal, the, yeah, the crisps and the chocolate. You're just kind of like, that's not going to work. I also don't get people that put ketchup on potatoes or ketchup on a lasagna or something. Why not? Ketchup on potatoes is fine. No, ketchup only goes with chips and only goes in a burger. You do not put it with anything else. You can put ketchup on pretty much anything. You can put it on toast. You can put it on uh, no, dry bread. No, you can't. Put it on no, stale, gone-off bread. And, uh, you know, Unless you're <laughs> having a sausage sandwich. To eat. No way. Oh, yeah. Seriously, I'm mad for a sausage sandwich. You heard it here first. <laughs> I am mad for a sausage sandwich. <laughs> Probably more a sausage roll, but ketchup with that is fine. But anything else, no way. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 and now we're going to figure out what Saoirse's been eating. Yeah, see what happened was I was eating my chicken curry and then oh you said God. the mics were going live and I had had a huge piece in my mouth. This is disgusting. And I had to just spit it back into the bowl. Did you? Yeah. I just heard, but it just literally before we went live, I just heard this clatter of plates. I was like, oh, did she smash the place yeah. up again? No. No, I didn't drop the plate today, but um, yeah, I spat it back in. Ah, oh, disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Living life to the fullest. Okay, oh, now no. it's time for ah. the Darwin Awards. Oh, so. God. Now, these are two personal stories that I have today. Um, I'm not proud of knowing either of these people. Well, the first okay. one, actually, I don't know them, but the second one I do, unfortunately. So, um, a friend of a friend's neighbour... Their bed touches the bed, the wall of... They're both basically in two separate apartments, but their two beds are up against the wall. Backing onto right? each other. Yeah. So the neighbour keeps playing his TV really loud. He's probably playing a video game like you do at five in the morning, mm. waking the whole place up. So right. she asked, would he turn it down? And he said he would, and he never did. And then she went it again and asked to turn it down. And he said... 
it should be impossible to hear because he stuck a mirror behind it and the mirror will reflect the sound. Shut up. No, he didn't say that. He did say that. No, he didn't. He said that. Was he, he taking the piss? Like, was he messing? Or was no. he deadly serious? Dead serious. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Dead serious. So, I mean, speechless in every regard. But that's number one. Now, do you want to... Do you want to tell you, before, Yeah, sorry. Before we move on, listen, if you have anything similar, if you if you experienced any amazing level of stupidity for the Darwin Awards, let us know. Drop us in a WhatsApp. 0876797104. We're here to honour the outstanding work like that person who thinks you can reflect sound with a mirror. Yeah. Woo. Beautiful. Okay, I'll, I'll give you my uh, one of my nominations this evening for the Darwin Award. It's... One of the stupidest things I think anyone could do right now. This is an amazing headline from the New York Post. Let me just read it for you. Alabama students attend COVID-19 parties, gamble on who gets sick first. Oh, wow. Wow, indeed. Right. Oh, so right now, bad. yeah, America is leading the charge when it comes to uh, cases. And there's been places that have had to re-lock down because they opened up too soon. And they're a little bit, they're a little bit all over the shop, to, to put it nicely. But students from... Tuscaloosa, a place in Alabama. What they're doing is they're just having big, massive gaff parties. I mean, like the one we saw down in Waterford recently where about 60 students were booted out by the guards. Yeah. Uh, but what they're doing is they're getting a kitty together and they're all throwing money uh, into the kitty trying to get the coronavirus and whoever gets the coronavirus first gets the money. Like, unbelievable. And disgusting right. and disturbing all in one. I've no yeah. words for that. They've won. I mean, They've won already. This story has won already for stupidest people alive. Uh, yeah, and I'm kind of like, what we do to stop it? But at this at this stage, you kind of just have to have to let them do it. I'm kind of like, you know what? Just, just, just breed yourselves out of existence at this stage because there's just no hoping. There's no working with people like that. Where are their family and friends and <laughs> proper friends like. and mother and father and I just have no words. Woo! USA. So I know not all Americans, not all Alabamians, but there you go. Groups of students are trying to get, are betting on who, which one of their friends will get it first and holding coronavirus parties to try and do it. Would you be well? Would you be well? No. Okay. Veering off that level of stupidity, but this is still really silly and it never worked and it should never have been tried or tested and it was someone in some magazine that said it in America and then my friend thought this was a brilliant idea I'm going to try it so she had acne on her face yeah, right. pretty bad yeah. so um, she said the cure for acne on her face not medication, not treatment not face creams, not face washes urine so she used to Urinate in... No, um, she didn't. No, she didn't. This is a lie again. She did. Tell me this is a lie. She used to urinate in a bowl, then would get some cotton buds, rub it all over her face, and then... How old is this woman? Um, right now, I think she's 34 now. Um, so she did this a few years ago. She recently got her acne back, started doing this again. It got worse, and now she's on medication. But she used to it use... It did absolutely nothing. Wee-wees. She used to use... Yeah, and she said this to a dermatologist who, got, like, was speechless, apparently. She was convinced until she went to him and he just said, what What are you doing? 
Oh dear. So not only is that extremely unhygienic, imagine the oh smell. Dear. Oh dear. All over her God. face. And it's doing nothing. Do not wow. put urine on your face to stop acne. Jesus. <sighs> That's pretty dumb. It's disgusting, isn't it? We got sent in um, a couple of ones here from uh, <laughs> from Dave. It's a picture. I've actually seen this online. Thank you for sending this in. This has been nominated. It's a picture of a guy sitting on a plane over in the United States and his face mask is just covering his eyes and not his nose and his mouth. <laughs> oh, I've seen it done in places where people will try and have a conversation and take the mask down so yeah. they can talk. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, wearing it, you can kind of feel rude sometimes. You kind of feel as if you want to take it down so you can maybe talk clearer properly and not be kind of, you know, it's like taking your hat off, walking into a house or something. I can kind of understand the, the, the desire yeah, to the want to do it a little to do bit. It. Yeah. But still, it's absolutely pointless. Like, don't wear your mask if you're going to stop in the middle of a supermarket and probably be very close to somebody and talk to them in person, taking your mask yeah. off. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for that anyway. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, John is after what's happening on 0876797104 his nomination for the Darwin Awards this evening uh, he sent us in a video of the woman did you see the woman in the supermarket over in the United States that when she was asked speaking of masks asked to wear a mask she decided to throw everything from her basket her trolley she had a trolley in the supermarket she decided to throw everything from her trolley out of the basket and screamed and then walked out of the shop so had a tantrum like a two-year-old? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the tantrum like a two-year-old. So she was asked nicely by the manager. She was like, hey, listen, um, would you mind just we have a policy here in the shop to wear a mask for everyone's health and safety? And she lost her mind, was throwing the milk out, was throwing the bread out, literally everything, literally throwing her toys out of the pram. And it looks like an absolute moron. Thank you for that, John. She's definitely... I don't get it right. I know Americans, anytime they're asked to do anything or there's new legislation to come in and they always kind of go, freedom. They're like, our government cannot tell us to do anything. It's yeah. going to be masks and then it's going to be, you know, we're going to be sent to concentration camps. I just wonder, what can you not do wearing a mask compared to not wearing a mask? You know what I mean? Especially on your day-to-day. Like, what does wearing a mask prevent you from doing? Nothing. I'm trying to think, like maybe maybe exercising or sprinting or something like that, but for 99% of your time, and because it's only temporary as well, I don't get these people who have such a hissy fit at being asked to wear a mask or being asked to wash their hands and going into the shop, because you can still do, she can still do her shopping with the mask on. She can still drive her yeah, car, you can she can still, still do go everywhere. Yeah, the only thing anyway. you can't do is eat and Or lick exercise. someone's face. Yeah, yeah, do something you're not supposed to do. <laughs> you can't go up and lick a stranger's face. I just, I just don't. I just don't get it. I think Americans are like, uh, they're like the toddlers of the world because you know their country is still kind of only to young enough. They haven't got a lot of history in that country because they stole it off the, they stole it off the Native Americans. So I, I think they're still finding their feet and they, they've gotten into angry toddler phase. Yeah, and they're just having hissy fits because they haven't matured as a country yet. No, they're doing that. Go, just put your mask on, will you? No, freedom. Go, shut up. I know. There's no teaching them. There's no telling them. There isn't. There's no no point. But listen, John, we'll add that into the pile for you. Thank you very much for that. That is definitely a high contender um, for the coronavirus 
uh, or for the Darwin Awards this evening, the uh, woman who would, refused to wear a mask in a supermarket and literally had a tantrum like a two-year-old and threw, literally threw her toys out of the pram. So listen, anything else, you can nominate it for the rest of the evening. 0876797104. Uh, before we move on, do you have any Ayn Rodella before we move on? Now, I, qu- I came across this online and I just thought it was the stupidest thing I've read in a long time. So there was a guy saying... There was no need for tampons or pads or any of that if girls just kept their period in until they went to the toilet. Uh, As if you can hold it in like you would hold in a pee. <clears throat> like no words. I don't think that's how it works. It, it's not. It's absolutely not how it works. No, I have never, I will admit, I have never had... I've never menstruated myself. No. I'm pretty sure that that's not what happens. No, How it's old not was what this happens. guy? Was he, was um, he messing? He, was it a joke? He was, he was a teenager. No, it wasn't a joke. No. Oh, dear. No. Oh, dear. I just oh, dear, dear, dear. Like, it was, that's one of the most stupid things I've come across. Yeah. You know? That's pretty bad, Susha. That's pretty bad indeed. Really bad. So, right. I don't know. I don't know who would win it tonight. They all deserve to win. They're all solid contenders indeed. Yeah, they're all very, very strong uh, Darwin Award nominations this evening. If you have any other ones, 87 But there you go. They're the nominations for this evening. Still to come on the show, a sex tech company founder, because we have FinTech, we have Biotech, and now we have Sex Tech. So the founder and CEO of a company will be on to say how things like VR headsets and different apps and different pieces of technology are making their way into your bedroom to hopefully try and improve your experience and your education and your knowledge around uh, all of those uh, romantic endeavours in your life as well. On the way next, though, if you're a left-handed person, maybe you'd be interested to listen up. I'm going to presume on the, you know, probability that 90% um, of people are right-handed, so you're probably right-handed, but if you're left-handed, uh, why are you left-handed and how d- how soon did you know that you were left-handed and not right-handed and do you have special creative powers? Because I would presume that left-handed people would be more creative than right-handed people just from experience, but maybe we're wrong. We're going to be chatting to Sebastian uh, Oberneck, who is from the uh, Ruhr University over in Germany. He's been looking into what makes someone left-handed, what are the chances of being left-handed, and how soon do you know when someone is going to be left-handed? And we'll be chatting to him next here on Room 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Sir here. Drop us a text right now if you're listening and you happen to be left-handed. Okay, we're, we're looking for the lefties this evening. If that's you, uh, drop us in a, a WhatsApp, 0876797104. And uh, do you ever wonder why you're left-handed or not? Are you right or left-handed, Sir? I'm left-handed and I'm very proud of that because we're very unique. I think only 10% or so are left-handed. And, uh, you know, it was weird when I was younger. I was made to feel a bit strange in school and stuff. But I think uh, the older I'm getting, the more interested I am in knowing how how and why people are left-handed. Were you just out of the... I know back in the day, like maybe our parents' generations might have gotten the left-handedness bet out of them, you know, because the people for some reason thought that you could only write right-handed. So you, you never yeah. got it forced out of you in school or anything? No, but I was put at a separate table. There was three of us at a certain <laughs> table so that we wouldn't bang elbows into each other. And we had a different <clears> recorder for, for music class and we had certain uh, knitting needles. So there was a lot of that going on. And then, of course, when it came to calligraphy writing with those pens, I saw 
smudged everything over the page. Oh, yeah, the teacher used yeah. to always give out to me. So that that was an issue. And then I ended up not using a pen at all and just using a pencil. Uh, hashtag left lives matter. You're, she's going to be yeah. protesting now next week and you can join her. But it'll only be apparently, yeah, 10% of people are left-handed. If that's you, let us know how much of the Room 104 listeners are lefties this evening. Get in touch, let us know. How and why are people left-handed and how soon do you know whether you're going to be using your left or your right hand is uh, an interesting question. And to join us now this evening to try and answer that question and explore some of the research that they've done looking into the differences between left-handedness and right-handedness and when you can spot when you're either going to be left or right-handed. Now, is a lecturer in biopsychology over at Ruhr's University. It is Sebastian Ockenborg. How are you, sir? Good, how are you? The first question I wanted to know, because Saoirse obviously mentioned it there as well, that only about 10% of people are left-handed. I would have presumed that, because it's a, it's a natural kind of phenomenon, you would have seen... 50-50 left-handed and right-handed people. Why do you think we don't see that? So we know that about 10.6 exactly of people are uh, left-handers. And it's quite interesting that we have this very skewed distribution in humans. So we know, for example, in cats or dogs, they show left-handedness too. But there it's more like a 50-50 distribution than in humans. Mm. And there's a lot of different theories uh, why it might be that in humans we have this very distinct 90 to 10 distribution. So uh, one theory, for example, assumes that there is an evolutionary benefit to being left-handed, but only if left-handers are rare. So there is a lot of uh, research, for example, on uh, combat sports like boxing. And we know that in professional boxers, there is a higher number of left-handers than in the general population. And the idea behind that is that a left-handed boxer is more successful because they can surprise the opponent. The opponent expects mm. a right-hander, but when a left-hander uh, strikes a blow, they might be taken by surprise. But that, of course only is an advantage as long as the left-handers are very rare. So there is some sort of evolutionary force that might lead to a, a certain distribution that is not 50-50 in humans. These are obviously theories. No one knows for sure. But that, for example, is an approach. Is it genetic if you're going to be left-handed or not? Because neither of my parents are left-handed. I'm one of five children and I have a younger brother who's left-handed as well. But there's no one else, cousins or aunties and uncles, who are left-handed. So is it a learned behaviour when you're, when you're a baby or where does it come from? There's actually a lot of research on that. People in science went a little bit away from this nature versus nature debate. So we're not saying it's either genetic or environment, but we think it is both. And there is research on that, and it found that about 25% of handedness is determined genetically. So we know there are certain families in which uh, left-handedness runs through the generation. And two left-handed parents have a statistically higher chance of having a left-handed child too. But that's only 25%. The other 75 seems to be driven by environmental influences. And it doesn't necessarily mean a learning that could be learning, but it could also be other factors, like for example, the hormonal environment in the womb, in the pregnancy, and many other things that might not strike one directly as something that could have left-handedness. It's an interesting one. So I know you're speaking of kind of uh, babies and children that you've looked into some research that you can almost tell with a certain degree of certainty whether uh, the unborn child is going to be left-handed or right-handed. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's very interesting research because people used to think that um, when you look at children, 
you could tell whether they're left or right-handed, like sometime in primary school when they start writing, you see they use the pen with the left or the right hand. This research showed that actually whether someone becomes left-hander or right-hander is determined much, much earlier in life. In fact, in most people, it is already determined before birth. So uh, how do you find out whether somebody is left-hander or right-hander before birth? Scientists use something that is called real-time ultrasound recording, very similar to the ultrasound recordings you all know. And using this technique, they would record the arm movements of embryos while they're still in the womb. So this way they found out that a lot of embryos already prefer to move their right arm as early as 10 weeks after gestation. So that's in the first trimester of pregnancy. It's very early during pregnancy. And there's also similar research where they didn't look at arm movements, they looked at thumb sucking, and they found similar results. And the fascinating thing is that some researchers did this, and then 10 years later went out and tested left-handedness and right-handedness in the children in which they assessed those movements mm. while they were still not born. And what they found out was that they could predict whether somebody is a left-hander or right-hander with a very, very high degree of certainty just by looking at the behavior as an embryo. So this way they could tell that in the large majority of people, they would actually already be left-hander or right-hander before they're born. And it wouldn't change in like the 10 years until the people were then tested as kids. So this shows that the left-handedness in most people is actually determined before they are born, which I thought was really interesting. Is there a difference in the way we use our brains between left-handers and right-handers, or is that a big myth? Well, there's one striking difference, of course, and that is left-handedness or right-handedness is a form of so-called hemispheric asymmetry. But that generally means there are some things uh, our brain does for which one side has a so-called dominance in most people. And in left-handers, the right motor cortex, so the brain areas that are responsible for coordinating our movements, uh, show a so-called dominance for fine motor movements. So these motor areas are very different between left-handers and right-handers because in the right-handers, uh, the left motor cortex that always crosses between brain and arms um, is dominant for fine motor behavior. So this is a big difference. What we can actually tell is not true are these myths that, for example, uh, left-handers are more intelligent or more creative. So these seem to be things that have been shown by few isolated studies in the 70s and 80s, but larger studies and statistical integration of studies that have been done in the last decade showed clearly that there is no difference in intelligence or creativity. And it makes a lot of sense because handedness is something that in the brain is represented in those motor areas. It's not represented in areas that are relevant for creativity or intelligence. I would have always had, and again, this is my anecdotal evidence, any left-hander I've ever known, they've always been phenomenal drawers, incredibly creative. And then when I you know, pick up my wonky right hand, my handwriting is horrific and I just can't draw. And I've always just presumed that, you know, I'd, I'd look at, I'd, I'd be jealous of left-handed people because I'm like, you're so good at drawing and the like. Well, I'm terrible at drawing, so. Oh, right, <laughs> there, there goes that. <laughs> The interesting thing about it is there's been a, a big study on that and where they asked left-handers and right-handers how creative, how artsy they are. And then they actually did a test where they had to create an artwork. And what they found out was that the left-handers were very much convinced 
that they were much more creative and artsy than right-handers. But if you looked at the outcome of their artwork, there were no differences. So there is no objectively measured higher creativity in left-handers, but left-handers think they are. And it shows that our society has certain stereotypes about left-handers, right? So it's a positive stereotype that they are more creative and, and artsy, and maybe parents would push left-handed kids more into this direction, just like, you know, draw a little bit, do some art. But in fact, if you look at like tens of thousands of people and you test that, you wouldn't find a difference. There are left-handers who are very creative, and there are also right-handers who are very creative. So we can, Yeah, we can... I, I have seen that before, and that's something that I was told as a child, like my mom would say, I'm going to put her into drama and dancing and that kind of thing. Whereas my sisters did football and basketball. and Just they because they were right-handed really. and just because you were left-handed. That's what she said. She said <laughs> uh, left-handed people are more creative. And as a child, she said, I wanted to push you in that direction. She still is convinced because the three girls that were in my class, I work in radio, the other girl's a jewellery designer and the other girl's a dancer. So I guess they are creative jobs, but They were more pushed in as opposed from... to... Uh, naturally, you could have been an accountant, Saoirse. I could have been, you know? <gasps> No. With my maths that I don't have. <laughs> it is funny. And there's also another theory that left-handed people die 10 years younger than right-handed people. Is there truth in that? No, that is absolutely not true. There was a, a study in the 80s, and it's a little bit unlucky that this got so much press because that, that was all over the media. But several other scientists in the following decade did similar studies and did these studies in larger samples and they found out that the effect does not hold. The left-handers have the exact same life expectancy than right-handers. Oh, just, thank just, God. Just smashing myths left, right and centre here. Apologies well, you if know you're left-handed, what? you're just not that creative. See, the thing is about left-handed people, there is such thing as a left-handed scissors because I have to use left-handed scissors and mm. there are certain pens and things you can get. So I read that it was more accident, we're more accident-prone because a lot of things are made for right-handed people. If you are in an environment where all the equipment is for right-handers, there are some studies that show that uh, this leads to a slightly elevated risk for left-handers to injure themselves with minor injuries so it doesn't affect the life expectancy. So this is why it's probably a good idea if you do something with scissors or whatever to actually use the left-hander equivalent. You can buy these things and it's probably a good idea to do that. You mentioned obviously at the start 10.6% of the population usually is, is left-handed and could we expect that number to increase because again I just mentioned at the start as well I, I know a lot of elderly relatives who would have in, in the good old Christian brother schools and the Catholic schools if they were seen to write with their left hand they literally would have been cracked over the knuckles with a, a ruler and kind of had it beaten out of them so do you think there might be more naturally left-handed people out there we just have come from a time when that was for some reason not accepted to write with your left hand there is a, a lot of discussion on that I wouldn't think it's like 50-50 or so but yeah. this, the 10.6% is from a study that um, I was actually involved in and this was of course from study this was an integration of data from studies all over the world. I don't know if we know there are some, some countries where people might still have some sort of issues with, with left-handedness and try to actively uh, teach their children not to use the left hand. And therefore, it could, in fact, that there are, is a slightly higher mm. uh, probability of somebody being left-handed 
if you are in a society that is extremely lenient or even positive, referring to left-handedness in children. So what we found is that the percentage varies between 9.3 and 18.1. So oh, okay. um, I guess this 18.1 would be the upper limit yeah. of left-handedness in the societies that are most positive about it, which I think is mostly Scandinavian societies. Like in, in Sweden, there have been numbers like 15% reported. So I would guess that that would be the number. Because they were okay. saying that, you know, the whole point to stop people, kids years ago from riding with their left hand was, you know, it was what the devil would do. <laughs> and it was this whole, you know, you're a psychopath. You know, I read lots of articles on left-handedness and there's studies that are saying that you're more likely to be involved in a murder case or psychopath or this kind of stuff, which clearly isn't true. It, this, come, this comes from like the 1800s. There was a, um, a Italian criminal psychologist who had this idea that left-handedness would be a sign of deviancy and that would, yeah, for some reason this, this myth or this idea survived way longer than it should, but I can assure you <laughs> there's no relation between left-handedness and crime. Brilliant, so we're just unique people. It's just you, Saoirse, involved in the criminal activity and you just happen to be left-handed, so uh, uh, we don't need to worry about it. Well, uh, Sebastian, thanks a million for giving up your time as well. Uh, interesting, very interesting reason research on lefties and, and righties. If someone wants to find out more about the research you're doing, do you have a Facebook page or a Twitter page or anything? I've got a blog. I think uh, you you found me over the blog. It's called The Asymmetric Brain and I also have a Twitter. Perfect. Well, Sebastian Ocklenborg, thanks a million for popping on and we will chat to you again very soon. All right. Thanks for having me. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. That is Lewis Capaldi. Hold me while you wait. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Thank you for the text in there. We're just chatting to uh, Sebastian, who was uh, chatting about left-handed people. Um, I would have always thought, always thought left-handed people were more creative, but apparently not. Matthew, good evening. I said, lefties for the win. Yay! <laughs> yes. Yes, I am left-handed and I am proud. It's very rare. We know that. There's only just over 10% of us. Yeah. So, so there you are now, special little group, Matthew and the lefties, we are a good band name. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, when someone tells me they're left-handed, I do get this sense of pride and, you know, <laughs> protection. In the secret against, society. Yeah, I just, exactly, I feel like I will like them regardless of what they're like as a person. Yeah. I have to have that soft spot for them because, you know, we are a minority. You know? Uh, um, like I'd hope to marry a left-handed man. <laughs> It'll all come down to it. It'll be perfect in every other way. And yeah, then you'll be like... just the hand. Oh, it's the hand thing. I'm sorry, we can't get over that. That's going to be it. Uh, yeah. Alan, good evening. Oh, sorry, Dave, good evening, Gazelle. What's the crack? How are things? I'm not fully left-handed or right-handed, but I use my left and right hand for different things. So I don't have a dominant hand. See, that scares me now. I'm not ambidextrous. I am, like, 100% left-handed. So... I can't pick up anything with my right hand, really. I can, but it's, I feel weak doing it. I won't hold someone's right. hand with my right hand. It's always the yeah. left side. I wouldn't kick a ball with my right foot. It's always my left. So, honestly, the, that side of the right side of me is pretty much useless. That's so weird. Like, Dave, what hand do you write with? Can you write with both? Or do you have one for writing? Yeah, it's really weird. And apparently, left-handedness 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's much more common in boys than girls. Really? Yeah. So if you're a left-handed girl, you're even more unique. So if you are left-handed and you're female, do write in and we could be pen pals. <laughs> Left-handed pen pals, though, smudge. yeah. <laughs> you won't we'll understand what each other are reading. <laughs> smudged across. We're like, typical lefties, don't know what's going on. Hi, I'm right-handed, but I actually have three cousins uh, who are. They're all they're all, set, all siblings, so they're all left-handed from the one family. That's strange. Strange That's, and unique yeah. and rare. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Thanks for that, Genetics. Anna. Mm. And we see, what percentage of left-handed people are right-footed and why? Interesting question. I've always wondered that as well, because uh, Mick, thanks for that. I have seen people who are left-handed and right-footed, and I know some people who are right-handed and left-footed. Uh, yeah, now my brother is left-handed, and he obviously plays football and is right-footed. And I've always noticed left-footed people have a far better ping of a football. I don't know if it's just something Thank about you. left... <laughs> it's just a, an absolute wand of a left foot on the... On Saoirse Long. You know, I, I've always found that left, they seem to be more, um, I don't know, athletic. I don't know what it is, but especially being football, you know I mean, left-footed people just seem on a different level. I think, I've never played football, but I think I'd be very good at it because I'm very quick on my feet and I can do very good tackles with the ball. And it's all left, it's all on my left foot. I can do this thing where I twist the ball around and like kick it behind my foot. That's all you need? I mean, the Honestly, Premier League awaits you. I would be um, definitely up for that. <laughs> I could do a starters or beginners FM 104 girls against girls and I'd say I'd definitely win. Yeah. Have Tara uh, on my team as well. 
Uh, I'm right-handed, but I'm left-footed. You see, that's weird. Keith, that's an odd one. And again, do you have like an absolute magic left foot? I always find left-footed players fairly... Uh, Teams seem to be better than um, right-footed sometimes, not all the time, obviously. Um, let me see. I write, I write with my left hand. I'm left-footed, but I'm right-handed playing tennis, etc. More power on my right arm. Am I left or right-handed? You are confused. <laughs> P. O'Reilly, you are confused, sir. Sorry, Paul. Um, yeah, that's. So I know one. somebody. I know somebody that was born left-handed, and then he broke his hand. So when he was about 10 or 11, he always found that kind of weak to write with. So then yeah. was perfectly able to write with his right hand. Oh. And now now is still right-handed. It's one of the most uncomfortable things trying to write with your weaker hand. You oh, just feel awful. like such an idiot. You did, you, and you, like, it shouldn't be too diffi- diffi- different or difficult, you'd imagine, but no. You it's can't even hold on. a pen. Like, I don't even know how you'd hold one. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I have a pen now to see how bad. Although my, my weaker hand, my handwriting is horrific. My handwriting in general is bad. But I, I think I hold a pen or a pencil very oddly anyway because I guess being left-handed. The yeah, no, kind of, I yeah, couldn't. Like, I'm too weak. Far too weak. Should left-handed people write like the... Uh, is it the Chinese that write from right to left? Yes. As opposed to left to right? Yes, I think it is actually. But you know, I was writing a card for, you know, the girl that did my nails the other day because she'd, o- she'd opened a new salon. So I was right. trying to write her uh, a card. So I'd gone into the, the local spa and he let me go to one of the counters to write the card. But I was there with the inky pen smudged oh, no. all over the go. page. So embarrassing. Like mm-hmm. as a 30, near 32 year old woman handing someone a card where it's like just ink all over the page like a child. Really like, you're doing life right, kind of, not really. Um, no. Listen, Paul, thanks for that. That's a that's a weird one. The Arabs write right to left, do they as well? I thought the Chinese did as well. They do, I think. Nearly certain. Mm. And you'd wonder if that's because a lot of people back in the day were left-handed and was it easier to kind of just write that way because you weren't smudging things? I wish that was the way that, you know, copies and stuff were. Yeah. Be way easier for us. Mary has said, my son is right-handed, but he has a sweet left foot. <laughs> Good to hear, Mary. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The power was always in the left foot. He has something about us, something about left-footers. Anyway, uh, they are, if, you're, if you're left-handed, we've learned you're only about 10% of the population. So you're in a very special elite group um, of people who are left-handed, majority of people are right-handed, which is strange and interesting. Uh, that interview will be up on the Room 104 podcast if you've just tuned in and missed it and are left-handed and want to know the, orange, the origins of your left-handedness. So that'll be up shortly as well. Still to come on the show, by the way, someone who is a sex tech company founder. So we've got fintech, financial technology, biotech, and now sex tech companies are popping up using VR, using phones, using apps to improve your understanding, experience and education in the bedroom. That'll be on shortly and we'll have some music from Gavin James's his latest single, Boxes, on the way next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Thursdays as well, we invite you to nominate in some of, you know, some people for the Darwin Awards. And we like to play this lovely, stupid music. And it's just celebrating, celebrating just some of the, the worst, the worst people in the world. Um, I think we've <laughs> topped it this week, really. Oh, we got one, one sent in just in. there. Oh, another one? 
Yeah, so Ian, thanks for sending this in. This is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. Let me oh, read this God. out to you. Send me in a story to a, or send me in a link to a story over in India. A 40-year-old Indian man tragically lost his life recently after his visiting family unplugged the ventilator, keeping him alive in order to plug in a fan in the hospital. Um, like, um, like what? <laughs> Do you mind if we unplug your vent? It's it a bit sticky in here. You, you all is right? This, Thanks. Is this real? They went in uh, to yeah. visit their loved one on a situations ventilator. Different, yeah, situations obviously different hot. in India. Uh, oh the hospital God. had turned off the air conditioning. According to this article, the hospital had turned off the air conditioning to stop the spread of the coronavirus in the hospital. Now, maybe the Indian hospital shouldn't have invited people in. But there you go. They went and see him. He was on a ventilator, seriously pretty ill, and they plugged it out so they could plug in a fan to kind of keep them cool while they were there with him. And then he died. I've no words. And neither have I. I mean... I mean, between that story just, and the coronavirus story... Uh, the the teenager is trying to oh the coronavirus party yeah see who who can who can get it first um, simply have no words yeah sorry if you've just tuned in and missed that story uh, there was groups of teenagers in, in Alabama who were running coronavirus parties COVID nineteen parties where they would all meet up and they would take bets on who would get the virus first and everyone would put money into a, a kitty or a jar and whoever wound up getting it first got the money so they tried to kind of do that that was pretty idiotic and and moronic this is this is pretty bad now. Would you have the balls to plug out anything if you went in to see someone in hospital? No. Oh, you'd be Nothing. absolutely terrified. You wouldn't plug out anything anywhere near the bed. You'd be like, just no. just in case there's something there keeping you alive. Oh. Like, it's just common sense. As my mom says, common sense is common. Just not too common. It's not common. Clearly. Uh, uh, oh, uh, these uh, people. Uh. And these aren't kids. These are grown adults. Yep. We're doomed. We are doomed okay. as a society. Mm. Okay. Okay. Thanks for that anyway, uh, Ian. If anyone, if you come across anything else, similarly kind of Darwinian, where you're like, that's just, that's a bit, that's a bit yeah. stupid now. Uh, 0876797104 is the number still to come on the show. Uh, sex tech experts. And also, should you post a picture of your other half on your Instagram on a regular basis. You know, I've always been of the belief that your private life should be private and you shouldn't post it online. And I always see couples who are posting tons o- of like, we're, ha- we're so happy. And you're like, yeah. you're not happy. You're clearly, we, we both know you're both cheating on each other on a regular basis, but they will yeah. put it up online. Um, you know, I would have always thought that posting p- regular pictures of, you know, if you're in a relationship up online, it's just a, a little bit of a warning sign. Apparently, though... Do you know what's really funny? Do you know what's really funny now that you say that? friend of mine recently uh, was with, I think her boyfriend, 10 years, okay? Put up this very heartfelt lovely post you know telling everyone how great he was and all the rest of it shared this she rang me crying that night because he never shared it and he never posted up anything about their (laughs) anniversary on his own Instagram like come on Uh, to anyone else they'd say oh isn't that beautiful here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.